0: Why are you so hysterical? We always wanted people actually
2: talk about it. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Allison.
0: Oh, hi, Rob.
2: Oh, hi, listeners. We're here to talk about Minute 44, in which Michelle tries to act her way out of the movie, but fails.
1: Hey, uh... Have you guys seen where I set my wine down? Oh, hi, David. Hey, guys.
2: I realize I never said hi to hide you last minute, by the way. Uh, oops. That's all right. It's a good question, though. Where did you set your wine down? Because my first note is, let us begin with Lisa's wine glass magic tricks.
1: It's uh Lisa's wine glass, Michelle's arm behind her head. It all <laughs> just kind of moves around at will. Yes.
2: I, I didn't want to be too obsessive, so I only took notes on where the glass is. But I did do it um, by the second for a little bit here. <laughs> because this minute begins as Lisa takes a drink from her glass, she starts to lower it, and we get a reverse shot, and it's already down, second two. She starts to move to set the glass on the coffee table, and reverse shot, nope, still right in front of her. second three. Reverse shot, second five, she's setting the glass on the coffee table, and that's when Michelle says, what? We're a couple lines in. And then reverse shot, second ten, she is only just setting the glass on the coffee table. Once it's on the table, it stays in place, but it, it does weird things before that.
1: What's the lesson to learn here from this? Like, if you're making a, like a, I still don't know what the name of the shot is. I didn't look it up between episodes where you have the two different over-the-shoulder perspectives. Um, But, uh, I mean, is this the editor's problem? Is this a continuity? Is there somebody on set who should be watching for continuity between shots? Is there maybe a little bit of both? Blame to go all the way around? Both of those
2: people could have fixed it. But what the real problem here is lack of rehearsal.
1: Mm-hmm. Because
2: they could have planned, like, if they did this scene before, or several takes, more takes than they probably did, then they could be like, okay, I take a drink after I say, well, I don't want to marry him anymore. And then I set the glass down before I say my next line. And so you always do it at the same time. The shots are going to match no matter which direction they're editing together. Right. No, this movie didn't have a continuity person.
1: No, of course not.
2: It did have a professional editor, but they were stuck with the footage they were stuck with.
1: Right. Do you, do you think a tighter edit, well, as we talked about a little bit last episode, could fix some of that? Like Yes. Yeah. Because
2: what you could do uh, it's a professional editor who was brought in at the end of production basically. What you could do if you wanted is edit it a little tighter by overlapping dialogue with reverse shots. You know, like reaction shots and right. then you can maybe edit. I was talking last minute about re-editing the movie. I will try in this scene to edit around the continuity problem so that you maybe hear Michelle say what when you're looking at, well, they're both in the shot all the time, aren't they? Yeah. This one might actually be hard to fix because they're both, they both remain in the shot unless there's a good, I'm trying to remember if it's framed at all where it's just Lisa. I don't have the minute running right now, so I can't double check. I do.
1: You get a lot of elbow and hair. Uh uh-huh.
2: Well, as long as their mouth isn't on the scene. Like, when you're looking at one of them, if you can't see the other one's mouth, you can use that shot to try to overlap the audio. So it also goes a little faster, gets the scene done quicker, makes the movie shorter.
0: It's like she goes to set it down three times. It's making me dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, it is.
2: Especially once, once you focus on it, it's like, oh, wait, what? What's it doing? Cause it moves and then it, and then it moves again. But once she puts it down, it's fine.
1: The sad part about it is so we finally get a minute with no Tommy in it, right? So you don't yeah. have him just being weird to mess it up and you've got a, <laughs> a whole minute where you could theoretically have a good movie. Um, and then you get this, uh, this just, yeah, the dizzying, <laughs> uh, wine glass, uh, mm-hmm. movements. So
0: I'm just letting you guys talk and I'm just replaying just it over 12 and over. seconds and I'm getting dizzy. <laughs>
2: it's it's just long enough that it might not make a very good gif otherwise i'd make a gif of it just like where's the glass going just a little video edit where it has like an arrow pointing to the location of the glass
1: i think i saw this same scene um on the uh, Penn and teller Us recently Mm -hmm. it's the wine glasses that disappear (laughs) rearrange and move all over the. yeah yeah
2: see lisa's just practicing for a new career because her computer job is not going well
1: she does have that sort of uh, trashy magician's assistant look going on today, so no offense to our to our magician's assistant listeners.
2: Meanwhile, while she's doing the magic tricks, she, she's covering up for the the big reveal. Is that she tells Michelle,
0: "Well, I don't want to marry him anymore."
2: And that should that's huge. And uh, in, in the movie, Michelle just says, "What?" In the script, she says, "What? I thought it was all planned. How is he in bed?" <laughs> this is this is the script yeah it's a weird focus on things uh in it but then that makes lisa's answer different because she says
0: johnny's okay but i found somebody else oh.
2: <laughs> which in response to how is he in bed actually makes sense
1: yeah that does make more sense which okay okay
2: and then michelle because she's not going to tell her to call the cops or report it or anything in the script says what and you're planning a birthday party for johnny and lisa says why not he doesn't know anything about it pretty good huh and then we get back to michelle's line that's in the film where she says lisa
0: this isn't right you're you're living with one guy and you're sleeping with another guy
2: in the script, she says doing sex with another. Robin Paris probably fixed that line herself.
1: Because she's a human. Yeah. Yeah.
2: She brought her own outfits to set. She did her own makeup because she saw how low a budget and how unprepared this production was. She knows people don't say they're doing sex with, with
1: <laughs> each other. Do you think her reaction to, I don't want to marry him anymore, is as big as the he hit me reaction? <laughs> um... It's pretty close, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's only a couple lines of dialogue apart. I mean, we we it's split across two minutes here, so we, we yeah, you know, we're not a ing them, I guess, but uh, but yeah, it is pretty close. I mean, uh, that's sort of what I meant when she she does her transition from, you know, concerned for her safety to full on gossip. So
2: it almost could have been a lesser reaction because it's like, oh, you don't want to marry him? Well, yeah, he hit you. That's that okay. makes sense. So yeah, don't marry him. Everything's fixed. Yeah, we found our solution.
0: Yeah, she's like. It's like she has to have a reason to not want to marry him, like, yeah. just, like, spread this lie, you know?
2: hmm But then the rest of the conversation, we get the, you know, the reason that Lisa— Well, actually, I guess Lisa already didn't want to be with him. Yeah, she— That's why she was looking somewhere else. But now we get her current plan, which is to be with Mark. And gradually, she tells Michelle who it is that she's sleeping with. His best friend. And he lives in this building. Which I love this description because potentially it could be Denny. <laughs> oh. Sure. Like it's his best friend that. who lives in the building. So he's, he's It could be anyone in this building, really, because Johnny is a great guy.
0: He has so many the, best friends.
2: Yeah, everyone's his best friend. I saw the neighbors. Johnny is essentially that same character, and he's friends with everybody in the building.
1: Am, am I equating uh, or conflating the... Um, some of the um disaster artist bits with the, is is Johnny the landlord of this building? No. No. Okay. Okay.
2: That is his role in the TV show The Neighbors that he did after this. Right. And he's it's effectively it's as if he's the same character and he's the landlord now instead of a banker, which would have made more sense cuz he's hard to take as a banker and as a landlord I could believe
1: it. Yeah. He's got a very um Schneider from One Day at a Time feel.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So he just shows up. He's bizarre. He's got a belt full of keys.
1: That works. Yeah. Yeah. That's That was going to say that's, you know, one other good reason to not be friends with your landlord, but he's not the landlord, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And Michelle, of course, figures it out, though, immediately.
2: (laughs) I can't
0: believe you're telling me this. It's Mark, isn't it?
2: And then, of course, Michelle, who is the greatest person here other than Claudette, tells her,
0: You know, you're just thinking about
2: yourself. Somebody's going to get hurt. Which is absolutely what happens. Spoilers.
1: Yeah, I mean, only one person
2: really gets physically hurt, but yeah. Right, but many people get hurt. Right. All of their lives are lesser at the end of the film.
1: Right, because the great helper is no longer present.
0: Yeah, especially Johnny's life.
2: (laughs) He'll be fine. He's a vampire.
1: Oh, okay. Some professor... Looks like one. Uh, some mad scientist will, uh, will you know, reanimate his corpse. Yeah. So, it'll be fine.
0: He looks like Dr. Frankenstein's monster a little bit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> He's got the features for it. Yeah, just cut off the hair
2: a bit.
0: Paint him green.
2: <laughs> he already has a nice pallid hue that
1: could be death. Yeah, so we, we do... Michelle it does ask that question.
0: Well, if you care so much for him, why cheat on him?
1: But... And and to Michelle, that's a great question. But to the audience, the great question is you know, why frame him for hitting you? Yeah, mm. you know, if she's concerned enough about him to not confess her infidelity, I mean, this seems like it. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's a, a bit of um narcissism on her part, thinking mm, that maybe that uh, her not being faithful is going to be a bigger shock to him than him being, you know, whatever the consequences of him hitting her might have been.
2: Well, maybe that's what Lisa's doing is she's experimenting with how does she reveal this information? She told her mother that he hit her and her mother didn't care. Then she told Michelle that she got a reaction. She's like, okay, I'm going to test out this next bit too. I'm also cheating on it. And to see how this goes, the next person, she's going to maybe try it in a different order until she figures out what's the right way to reveal this so that it just ruins everything. I feel like I'm sitting on an atomic bomb waiting for it to go off. Yeah. Except I don't think she has a plan. But she has a goal. Yeah, she has a goal. But th- does that make her a worse person or a better person that she's just kind of making this up as she goes? Um.
1: Yeah, I mean, is this a first degree or a third degree, right?
2: Yeah.
0: I don't know. doesn't make her look like a good person.
2: Right. But that's why it would be interesting if the movie were from her perspective because it would be like, She's a troubled person who's having, like stuck in a relationship that isn't working for her. And so she's trying to find a way out and doing it badly rather than deliberately doing horrible things and lying about it, even though she doesn't know what that's going to get. It's not, it's not, n- neither of those are good, but they're two slightly different types of bad.
1: I'm trying to think it back to maybe some other dysfunctional relationship movies of the same era. Um, sort of drawing a blank, though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, to sort of put it in a little bit of uh, chronological perspective or historical well, perspective, I think
2: it's it's better to actually take it to older movies because I mean, Tommy wasn't trying to make a romantic comedy of the two thousands, right? Um, he was trying to make Street Desire*. You know, he's going for Tennessee Williams. He said that outright. That's that's what he was going for. And so it's this melodramatic thing, but then it's like, why, it, why not make her, the editing makes her more evil than the script does, but it's still, she never gets quite as awful as I think we're supposed to think she is.
1: Yeah. I mean, she, she does sort of come off as, um, not fully malicious, yeah. just sort of at the, at the whims of her rash decisions, maybe. Although, Skotchka sort of tells a different story, but I don't know.
2: Yeah, deliberately getting him to drink. Yeah. That's when, like, maybe he did hit her and that was deliberate. She set him up so that he'd do that because she know that that's why he doesn't drink is because he gets physical when he's drunk. But we don't see that. The movie doesn't play that. And he gets the last word on the hitting part and saying he didn't do it. And then the lie kind of goes away.
1: True. It's, um... It does seem like a a I mean, I don't know what Lisa was expecting to happen out of that, but it does seem pretty low stakes.
2: Especially at this point, because she's not with Mark. She's not calling the police on Johnny. And so it's we don't I don't even think we even know what the stakes are yet.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
2: Which is where it gets into like melodrama versus drama, is that the stakes are just emotional
1: <laughs> for these people.
2: Yeah.
1: So do we think Lisa's problem is just that she's, I mean, is all of this just that she has finally realized how weird Johnny is and she wants out and this is all her inventing things or does she really have undeniable feelings for Mark?
2: Well, part of that, I'd say both, but part of it also comes down to what we've talked about several times is the age of the characters because Lisa, Michelle and Mike are supposed to be friends. Mike is a college student. He has textbooks. So they're supposed to be somewhat close to the age that Juliet Daniel was when she was playing this role when she was about to turn 21. If she's been together with Johnny for five or seven years, this is like the only relationship she's really had.
1: Right, as an, as an adult. Yeah. And
2: it took her this many years. It's like the seven-year itch, though that's usually applied to men, I think. And this is her getting tired right is marriage is coming up
1: right it's the the cold feet of the realization of a full commitment yeah. instead of just it's,
2: it's a sex reversal on the usual stereotype is when they're finally supposed to get married usually it's the guy who runs and here's the woman mm-hmm. the runaway bride would be the comparison i guess then for movies
1: all right i'll buy that
2: <laughs> now we get a great cut off again this minute ends uh after lisa says
0: look i really don't know what to do I love Mark. I don't have any more feelings for Johnny.
2: And Michelle says,
0: (sighs) Johnny is so...
2: And the minute cuts off for us. And in my notes, I'm like, so awesome? Probably. So uh, what? a great guy?
1: So generous, Uh, so helpful, yeah.
2: She could say anything. Yeah. We keep cutting off Michelle right as it's about to get good.
1: Well, whose fault is that? (laughs) (laughs) Notes from a midnight screening.
2: Notes from a midnight screening for this minute are fairly simple. A lot of screams every time <laughs> Lisa talks because of her neck and several theories around the theater as to what is in her neck. Uh, it's an alien trying to escape. It's the cancer mm-hmm. <laughs> or it's
1: the naval sex baby. So Johnny is some sort of xenomorph naval fucker. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Can I say that on here? I don't know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, impregnates. Uh, so soon she'll wake up and be very, very hungry. And I don't know. I don't know where that goes. That's
2: that's why she suddenly just feels like she needs to get away from him. Is because it's that alien thing growing inside her is causing all this. It's not even her fault.
1: Right. It's probably brushing up against her pituitary gland. And yeah, yeah. It all makes sense. Now,
2: my favorite note from this minute, though, is. I, it just comes up kind of at random because it's after the magic tricks with the wine glasses and everything else. Someone in the audience screamed last time, at least you used the right wine glasses this time.
1: So <laughs> very judgy
2: the audience is. And then more screams. Yeah.
0: Do they comment on her setting down the wine glass three times?
2: Weirdly enough,
1: no. They're
2: too busy screaming at her neck.
1: <laughs> yeah. Priorities, right? Yeah. I think the, I think the glasses bothers me more than the neck. So I, yeah. They they don't want to admit to her magic
2: cuz you know then she has power over them.
1: <laughs> I see.
2: Uh any other notes for what is this? Minute 44.
0: Do not play the first 10 seconds on repeat. You will get dizzy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Good note. I think we just need to reiterate again, you know, Michelle's a great person. She'll always be there for you, but you know, don't 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 trust her with your secrets.
0: Yes,
2: do not See that's funny because I don't think the movie actually ever shows Michelle telling anyone.
1: <laughs> no, but we've built this up for her.
2: She's... We just assume
1: we oh, yeah. know
0: why she's telling. She's so her. excited
1: by the information. She... We know she's telling. Yeah, someone. we
0: know. <laughs> and,
1: yeah, her her reaction to the to the hot juicy gossip is is so much more undeniable than well than anything else so far. So don't trust her. Mm-hmm. One more time, David. If
2: the listeners want to eventually hear more from you, where will they be able to do so?
1: Um, you can check out uh, the Rock and Roll High School Minute podcast. We've got placeholder groups on the Facebook. Um, you can either just follow the main account or look for the listeners group, which is being uh, very optimistic, I think, that someone will eventually listen to that. Um, and it's called Hey Pizza. <laughs> so if there's that. If it looks like it's um, the page for a pizza place in Portugal that's not us just keep looking or the Edge of Tomorrow Minute has the same sort of deals so you can find the main account on Facebook or the listeners group there and we'll we'll let you know as, as soon as we get past this analysis paralysis and actually produce some some content but it's nothing wrong when people make it fun of the project in this case The Room
2: The Room Minute is a production of Lemming Drop Studio. You can find more content at lemmingdrops.com.
0: Follow The Room Minute on all the obvious social media. If you've got any stupid comments after the show, you
2: can leave them in your pocket on Facebook. If you like what you hear, throw us a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice. Thank you for listening. And remember, if a lot of people loved each other, the world would be a better place to live.
1: Leave us! Leave us!